I do feel like having both sides represented equally do help to build sustainable working environments um, for your team. So it's do the totally, totally worth investing in it. Even if it sounds like there's not enough women, maybe in the beginning, it's hard to find people. I think it's worth giving women more chances to enter, giving them opportunities, even if, let's say, there is one male who might have better characters and portfolio or whatever. I think you need to think long term and try to give women more opportunities um, if you see the strife. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Honest UX Talks, which is a weekly conversation between myself, I'm Miwana, aka UX Goodies, and my dear Amphisa, known as Amphisine. Is that how you say it? I always wondered. Is it Amphisine? It's like Amphisine design. I know it's cheesy, but it, it gets stuck with me. <laughs> I love it. No, I love it, but I always had trouble uh, saying it I didn't know if I'm it's like pronouncing a foreign uh, name if you want you can say any oh. anyhow <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh yeah hi I'm Pisa hi everyone who's already uh started listening to this episode uh before we disclose and discuss today's topic I um want to respect our weekly tradition and ask Anfisa how her past week went Anfisa how was your hey. week? <laughs> so first of all, thank you so much for joining, guys. Really excited to have you back on the next episode. Um, my week was overwhelming <laughs> in a nutshell. It could have been better, uh, but it, this last week was crazy for multiple reasons. At first, one of the freelance projects I handed off on summer was resumed so I had to out of blue start supporting it so it was a little bit not planned and uh, added stress to my routine. I also plan and we kind of tried to push the new launch that as I told you already like we were working on the brand in my profile we tried to push it to this weekend so there was a lot of preparation and uh, planning and uh, thinking going on there so I had to spend a lot of energy there and also uh, obviously day job that is something that keeps going on. <laughs> and we also started finally planning the renovations for my house. So it's also stressful because there are a lot of decisions that you need to make long term. So you try to think really, okay, is this worth of an investment? Is it not? And there is like a big renovation we are planning. So there is a lot of head headaches there as well. And this whole week was just crazy stressful and a lot of people are still asking questions and tearing you apart in different sides and you're like ah, I just need to have some rest somebody <laughs> so this week was overwhelming but I do hope that after we launch basically we're launching um, this new updated profile tomorrow on uh, on it's going to be middle of March so I do hope that after we launch it there will be much easier and smoother and everything will be fine um, and uh, and yeah looking forward to that already how about you? How was your last week? Or actually two weeks, because we didn't record the last week. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to share some insights of what happened in my life in the past two weeks. But before that, I want to say that I'm super excited to see your new branding. I know that I managed to catch a glimpse uh, in a super uh, private preview, but I'm really um, happy to see the final uh decisions that you made and see it up so yay for tomorrow Thank i can't you. wait <laughs> and also yeah i just want to say uh, that i totally relate to the uh 
hardship of renovating the house. I mean, I didn't have had to renovate uh, the apartment I live in, but I had to buy furniture, arrange the kitchen and so on. And even that felt super demanding, time consuming, stressful, indeed, that pressure that you're taking decisions that will be extremely hard to change. And so I think that you're a hero for doing everything at the same time. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> so getting back to my week, um, my two weeks, actually, uh, they've been super intense uh, with my, the school I'm building. Uh, we're getting closer to launching this uh, UX Academy. And so it's super exciting. I can't wait to see it live and see students enrolling and um and see this project that I've worked on for the past few for the past year actually see it uh, brought to life. But right now it's it's a lot of work and a lot of uh, effort put into it. Um, but it's it's pleasurable effort. It's I'm working for my own uh, project, a business I believe in, a product that I've built based on my uh, vision and feelings and experience. And so it's not like I have a job that's very demanding. It it's more fun. I have to admit. Um, also, I keep having conversations with uh, startups or uh, recruiters. I think there's something happening in the design industry. Somehow it's super vibrant at the moment. Wow. Everybody's looking for designers. You see openings all over the place. Everybody's asking me for recommendations. So it's, I think it's a really positive sign that we're going towards a very positive future as an industry since so many people are investing in their design so many companies are investing in their design team you should start posting <laughs> like the job <laughs> offerings on your page <laughs> really i should do that i don't know why i'm not doing i actually i'm not doing that because it's very hard to manage all the answers that That's will true. come in and the That's applications and for job. me it would be yeah. impossible to navigate all the replies and make sure that i'm not leaving anyone out so it, it's really some complexity to be true. to manage so that's why i avoid it but i might think of a system in which people could be uh, in which I could build a bridge between mm -hmm. these questions that I get and the people who are actually actively looking for a job uh, yeah the highlight for the past two weeks uh, was actually interviewing Alan Cooper which for me was the greatest honor ever I'm Yay. so happy I was uh, given this opportunity it was an, a live event uh, over 400 people joined live and then the recording was super much uh, shared and discussed and celebrated and I mean it was I don't know I think it was one of my best moments so far as a content creator and designer uh, being able to create this conversation with Alan. That's I didn't amazing. do much. I just created a space for him to share his ideas and his experience and wisdom. And so that's the greatest thing that happened in the past two weeks. And also, instead of business as usual, I'm doing baby as usual. <laughs> so yeah, a yes. lot of motherhood. Yes. Well, congratulations oh. on your great, um, I guess, highlight moment in, in general, in your content creation career. And in general, being a voice of so many people and asking those questions that many people, I, I assume, would want to ask Alan. So that's that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, now let's get on to our subject for today. Um, this week, as uh, we know, the entire <laughs> world celebrated Women's Day on March 8th, and it was all over the internet, all sorts of uh, celebrations, articles, good thoughts, conversations, uh, and also a lot of problems that were brought up, a lot of issues with uh, how women are represented uh, in business and in tech in general. Uh, there were 
positions uh, on all sides, on, if you want. So it was, it was quite some controversial conversations, if you want. So uh, myself and Anfisa, we decided to try to discuss this. So the topic for today is uh, being a woman in tech. And we're trying to share our personal views and perspective on this, our experience and uh, what we see happening around us and the and in the design industry. So, uh, and I just wanted to add five cents here just to say that it's it's a controversial topic. So we are not sure how it will go. We are not even sure if we have like empowering stories to share. So excuse us if that's not something that you could hear here. We will just try to be as honest as we can and sharing our perspectives. And it could be again, controversial, not maybe everybody would share the same experience or have stories similar to ours. So just just bear with us. It's, it's, it's this topic we were not sure we want to take because we know that it could be painful for some. But yeah, the point is that we just wanted to really have this conversation because this week, at least um, we're recording this in the week of the 8th, uh, 8th March. So we just wanted to have this conversation. And again, think of it as a coffee conversation with the friend. We are not trying to change the world here. We are only trying to discuss our experiences. Um, okay, so with that, let's just kick it off. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, before we kick it off, I want to say that I love your disclaimer. Indeed, I also want to stress and emphasize that we don't have strong positions around this. We've been probably in different situations. Uh, everybody's uh, situation is individual, is particular, so we cannot generalize or say this is uh, what the tech industry is like right now. We just we're just able to share some opinions or um, yeah. So it, it's a hard topic to navigate, but we didn't want to leave it out as we feel that it's really important uh, for the industry in general. So my dear Anfisa, yeah. my first question is a very personal one. Have you ever felt discriminated against for being a woman? I would not say that I was discriminated, at least in my experience. And again, this is where the difference might come. I imagine that it could be different depending on your demographic, on your situation, on really people who like surround you and which circles you're in. So I think it's super, super, super personal to everybody. Um, my particular experience, I, I did felt a little bit more even encouraged as the woman, but there were different... Um, sort of cons to being a woman in tech because there were moments when a <laughs> I was manipulated because hey you're founder woman in tech so we need to kind of push you to the stage because look we have the woman in tech so that's not the nice side of it and uh, the other one was that it's it's this place where you're not con super confident you cannot be super confident because there's not so many people around you who are like you so yes if you're bold it's great you can be i don't know sh you can be outshined and people could see you better but another point was that as being woman in tech it's it's important for you to build the confidence in order to be on the same row as the rest of the industry and we probably will discuss in a sec that still industry is more male dominated so it's important for you to build that confidence and if you don't have anybody to look out for it's very hard to build that confidence you might feel maybe insecure in the beginning it's it's definitely much harder to enter that space early on so i didn't feel discriminated i do think like people i were working with were really nice they were helping they were encouraging they created that safe place for me to grow my confidence 
and being equal in whatever work or project I was working in. Um, but for sure, it's not that you enter and you feel comfortable like a fish in the water and you know what to do. It's, it's definitely could go wrong if you would not have great people surrounding you and trying to help you out navigating through this journey. What about you? Have you ever felt something like this? Have you ever felt maybe that, I don't know, you're a woman and you're not worthy or maybe that you're, you know, you're going to get a baby so maybe you will not stuck around for some time. So did you ever felt this pressure on or experienced it or something? I never felt... Um directly discriminated or maybe there were some nuances at some point maybe there were some situations in which I might have interpreted but I always choose to give everybody the benefit of doubt and not see the because uh, it was nothing to uh, let's say evident or very undiscussable uh, so uh, I never felt uh, discriminated so far. I think that it's uh, partly to the, due to the fact that in the Romanian market, somehow I feel like at least in business tech and big companies and so on, I don't know how it's like in other type, type of uh, um, fields in Romania, but in, in this part, um, corporate world, if you want, uh, women are quite well accommodated and opportunities are available and so I don't think it's a very discriminatory market but I may be just biased and I may not know what's actually happening out there uh, so personally I did not feel directly discriminated so far in my career but I will have some points uh, when we discuss the next questions uh, however I know that I uh, when preparing this episode I found a uh, report uh, from the US. So this is my Romanian experience. But in the US, I read that 50% of women said they had experienced gender discrimination at work, which is huge, you know, like half of the yeah. women out there felt, felt discriminated. And exactly. um, I understand that the number is even higher for women who are working in uh, computer jobs. And um, yeah, many of them also, I think uh, 36% said that they experienced sexual harassment, which is something horrid. I can't even imagine how it would be to have that at my workplace. And so my personal experience is a positive one so far. But uh, yeah, just like uh, I, we said in the beginning, we're probably uh, just individuals experiencing life in a certain way but the general situation is uh it, we're not reflecting the general situation i think it's definitely about demographic in a way maybe it's my bias maybe it's my i don't know uh, hypothesis that it's not that is not validated but i i've experienced or i felt this thing as well i think it, in like two or three years ago i put together i put a post on instagram about um like again it was something about women in tech and is there discrimination or not there discrimination and i just shared my story that i never felt it maybe i'm lucky etc etc and a lot of a lot of a lot of people from us just told me that i'm i'm not educated enough let's say so <laughs> um that i don't understand what's going on really and i just did felt like and, and actually i talked to my friends in ukraine and europe i had a lot of friends in europe because i was traveling a lot and lived in different countries in europe and many people in europe told me that it's, it's something that they've never experienced so it's very strange that so many rage is going on right now online and it's just it, it gives me the vibe or understanding that it's really different on different markets so in, in the arab world for example there i've heard that there is still a place for discrimination uh, for women and 
it really is dependent on the demographic. In Ukraine, it so happened, and uh, it's an interesting story, but it so happened that in Soviet Union, the first people who worked, worked in the IT, it was not prestigious, I don't know, like 30, 50 years ago. So women were kind of the first one who entered the space, but then it was really, the, the table were turned and flipped, and basically men became more dominated and it became this prestigious profession. So now women have more... Uh, struggles entering I guess and so it it is different I think people uh, like women in IT treat it differently depending or let's say women in tech um, treat it differently really depending on the context and the cultural background of that demographic that country that space of the world where you live I think there are a lot of um, stereotypes that goes into you know making this look discriminated um, just again because of the cultural background and history I think it's very very personal so I guess in Europe we're sort of and I'm not sure I don't want to say for everybody but I from my experience and from what you just shared it does feel like maybe in Europe it's definitely slighter it's maybe there is some place for discrimination but it's not so tense and it's not that every second person had it it's a different story so we are in a way lucky to start our careers here to never navigate through harsh discrimination but we do need to acknowledge the fact that in us or maybe in latin america i don't want to say for demographic i didn't do the research here but there are places in the world where it's much more tough and we just need to acknowledge this part and uh, make make sure that their voices are heard as well absolutely um i think that this is important to acknowledge that um our own personal experience do not reflect the real situation just like just like I said and probably in different parts of the world things are different and culture um, the culture is different so uh, we have our biases local biases if you want so uh, we don't want to dismiss this uh, uh, discrimination just because we haven't experienced it so it's clear that it's happening. It's unquestionable, if you want. Yeah, I haven't felt discriminated, but uh, I do have to admit that for the entirety of my career so far, I've worked in male-dominant teams. So probably not direct discrimination myself, but somehow women get discriminated because uh, in every job uh, in a design team that I've had, there were more guys more men than uh, women. So uh, I don't know why that happens. Actually, I started for the past years, I started to ask myself, not ignore that problem and understand why that's happening. And so I spoke, for example, with a very good friend of mine that's a design leader in the local market and that was hiring for a very big bank where he was leading the innovation department. And he had only guys on his team, only men. So I asked him, how is that even possible? Aren't you, aren't you ashamed of yourself for having only, only men on your team? And he said yeah. that he's trying. He's yeah. trying hard to mm -hmm. find women. He's really open. He's, uh, he's looking, but there are not many uh, women that break into design or into the tech world. So I think it's a chicken and egg something. Yep. So maybe people want to help and support women, but women are somehow discouraged or reluctant to pursuing these tech careers if yeah. you want so this particular guy he's a very nice person he's very supportive and respectful of women so there i know there is no way in which he is discriminating intentionally or consciously but uh he just didn't have enough didn't have enough applicants or women yeah. with experience in design which i think is is a, another level of the problem of discrimination that 
maybe it's not that it discouraged or somehow not welcomed, but more it's it's coming back to the episode we just published um, last week about imposter syndrome. We know that women are more likely to suffer from imposter syndrome from not being confident in the beginning, uh, from suffering through it throughout their career. And so it's also, we need to understand that when you enter in a new space, such a male-dominant space, it could look intimidating in the beginning and you feel like maybe I'm not worthy, maybe I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, maybe I'm not smart enough, maybe this, maybe that. It's just a lot of stress for women who maybe are interested in the profession, who maybe have a lot of interest in, I don't know, being a designer or an IT person, but just it's not easy and you don't feel the support if you enter the space alone, right? So it's it's a bit, it's not to say discouraging, but it's not that the whole environment is not nurturing uh, and not inviting, I guess, uh, for females. So it's, it's, my, it's a bit easier to maybe go safe way and, uh, and join the other profession. For example, I know that there are a lot of uh, women who maybe still want to be in IT, in a tech, but they would go down the um, HR way or path, or they would go maybe marketing path, but not necessarily development or even UX design, not always. I mean, right now, for example, I see that UX design is, maybe it's my biased perspective again, but I feel like it's almost getting equal, <laughs> almost, maybe at least from Instagram, we can see that there are quite a lot of great women there. Um, maybe it depends on the market. Some markets still have less, some markets still have more. But um, but in general, I can see that many women, especially in development, do have this huge barrier of entering and it, it just feels intimidating early on. So they would they sometimes could prefer going the other direction. Um, and also from my students, I can see that many of them do suffer from this inconfidence and not being sure if I'm if I'm worthy enough to enter the space. Um, there are all those great people, and especially if you see a lot of male people, it's, it's a bit easy to start thinking that you're not worthy enough. Um, but that's something that again, this should be not particularly tackled by the companies by who are hired. However, maybe it could be also tackled by companies who are hired. But in general, the whole ecosystem. Um, somehow and i have no clue how i'm not professional here in this topic but somehow needs to nurture um the more welcoming space and make it super fun engaging welcoming to have more women i guess in the industry absolutely agree indeed and um i think that probably by having more conversations like this one and by bringing the subject on the table we're helping or at least I'm idealist enough to believe that that we're contributing to shaping the industry and changing the conversations and uh, yeah maybe doing our little part in uh, helping women in tech so um, getting back circling back a little to the question that I had have you ever been in gender balanced teams uh, have you been in teams where there were mostly men what was your experience with with the teams you worked with so far okay freelancer talking <laughs> um interesting interesting question because I, well it depends really on the company and i guess team you're working on because as a freelancer you're just jumping from team to team right so it's very different as you're not necessarily integrated in the company not always at least um so ecosystem you don't even know who you're working with sometimes you would have a representative project manager business owner whoever um, and so it's a bit hard to understand who's the people behind the team. Sometimes you're just working with profiles or avatars in, in, in Slack. <laughs> so it's a bit different. But um, in terms of like 
really the projects where I was dedicated and a part of the team. Um, for example, I was a I was founder of a startup few times, and uh, for example, my startup it was like twenty five percent female, and so it's not exactly equal. Uh, we were later on we have um, we got like a seed investment, so we started hiring people and. Uh, honestly speaking, it's true that when you're hiring people for your startup, and of course, first employers and startup needs to be really good in order to pull it up together. Um, so it's true that for development side and for designer side, it was very hard to find great designers, females, uh, or even developers, even more developers. So we did have like all the IT people that were guys, as well as um, the, the girls we, were, we, we hired were either operation managers or social media manager, um, more of a creative or operational type of tasks, not necessarily IT. And it's a pity for sure, because I think like <laughs> there's not so much difference in the work um, there. So it's not like male could do better IT development job. It's, I, it's, it's, it's bullshit. I'm sorry for the, my French, but it's, it's bullshit. I think girls could do a great job in IT in general. I know a lot of great girls who have a huge potential to do that. It's just that it's more intimidating for them to be in that part. But interesting thing, Actually, this is more, I guess, relevant experience that I had later. It was 2018-ish or 19-ish when I was working for a big corporate comp company. And we had about, I think I shared my story a little bit about it, but we had in one summer, there were 100 developers hired, contractor developers hired for a team. And only one out of 100 developers, only one was the girl, which is crazy. One girl out of 100, 100 developers. Um, it is insane. There were zero product owners or, or business analyst girls. There were... Um, nobody who was product manager or project manager whoever there was no girls whatsoever <laughs> the only girls we had for the whole team of that huge grand project was two designers me and the design lead we had for the project a designer and uh, this one developer girl out of 100 guys so it's insane it was definitely very very not equal um, not to say that <laughs> i wouldn't say that the company did a bad job you know, not trying to make it equal, but it's really not about companies sometimes. It's just that they needed to find people as soon as possible. It was a crazy project, as I said, in one summer, 100 people, it's a lot. Um, so they were not necessarily trying to be mindful about how they hire people. They just needed quick hands for the project. Think of it as the, as the freelance kind of contractor project situation. And so they were not thinking about it, but it's true that the market was also not allowing them to find females. There's not like you have 15 females applying for that position and, um, and they prefer some male, right? It's not that situation. It's just that there's not enough girls going that direction, going that way. Even though there are girls that want to get there, but it's, again, they are somehow in the beginning more scared, I would say, I would assume at least. And uh, right now we're working in the company where I think the situation is a bit better. It's still true that it's not equal, uh, but we have girls, we have, <clears throat> my design manager is the woman. So she, it's really great to have woman perspective um, in the leadership. It's really helpful. It's really, the, the relation we have is super nurturing. It's super helpful and supportive. So I think it's, it's super great to have women in tech, especially in the leadership position. It's, it's adding a different perspective and angle 
in the whole project and the whole work environment. Um, and it's a pity we don't have more women <laughs> being design managers or just managers or in a leadership again. Um, so yes, my bottom line is pretty much any project or product I was working with was the best ratio was 75 to 25%. This is the best ratio I can ever pull together <laughs> from my experience. <laughs> So this is quite interesting, actually, because we we started by saying that we haven't felt personally discriminated. But when we describe the world around us, even the close uh, uh, environments we've worked with, it seems that there is actually a problem even in this environment, which is not necessarily by bad people not wanting to yeah. or uh, intentionally discriminating. It, it's it's because there's a systemic problem, if yeah. you want. So just like we touched upon in several uh, points of this conversation, probably um, it feels discouraging for yeah. a different set of reasons. It feels discouraging to pursue tech careers for women right now. I want to build on something that you briefly touched upon, uh, and that is the perspective that uh, women can bring to leadership, to leading teams, or even simply to the design craft in general. This might be a controversial question. I don't want to say that women cannot have masculine, traditionally labeled masculine traits or that uh, men can have what is traditionally thought to be a feminine trait. I think that uh, women can be as powerful and can have all the traits that a man can have. And the other way around, men can be very uh, sensitive and uh, have high emotional intelligence and so on. But um, yeah, now framing this conversation in a more traditional way, if you want, I wonder whether you see some feminine traits that a woman can bring to a design team or to the design process. Uh, and if there's a, if, just like you said, perhaps this maternally un ancestral quality that women have can be uh, very useful in leadership and they can mm -hmm. it can enable better nurturing and better yeah. relationship building and so on. So uh, I don't want to do more harm than good with this question. <laughs> but the question is, do you think that women can bring a different perspective or qualities to the design table? 100%. I think it's out of questions for sure. I, I hate to distort the truth, but I remember there was one article, one study. Um, oh, I can't remember it, so I'm very sorry. I will just talk <laughs> something abstract. There was one study where there was, um, they were trying to measure the efficiency of the teams where it was male dominated, where it was male solo, female solo, and, and uh, equal. And the studies show that 50, when it's 50-50, when it's equal women and men, the team achieves much better results altogether. They, I can't remember. I will totally need to find that article. Maybe I'll attach it to the notes. So if you find the notes in the notes article, please go ahead and check it out. I hope I found it by that point. But it's true that some studies showed that um, having an equal environment where both energy or perspective are represented do perform much better at the end, give much better results for the product, for the team, for the goals you're setting up. Um, and I can I can testify for this also even right now when I work with a design manager. Do, yes, we do have a little bit more male. I didn't do counting. I didn't know exactly what's the proportion there, but it feels 
more inclu inclusive, just a little bit more. Again, IT in general is not super like you can find easily company where it's 50-50, but it does feel better, especially in the contrast on that previous company where it was like three women, three women out of hundreds men. Um, so right now it does feel better. From my perspective and my understanding, it's true that women could create a more nurturing environment, fostering the collaboration, conversation, um, again, inclusiveness and stuff like this, where it's not, it's not so toxic. It's not one-sided always. It's not that bubbly where you have only one side represented and the other one is not included, I guess. It's true that from my perspective, and I'm sorry if you don't agree with that, it's, it's just, again, perspective. Um, but I think that women are a little bit better emotionally intelligent um, in terms of collaboration, understanding, hearing, maybe the empathy sometimes better developed. So it's, um, again, I think it's, it's, it's super personal and it's not that I'm talking for everybody. Um, but there are small aspects or some parts of the characters that, that do bring to the table other angle, other perspective. And from my experience, women are easy, more approachable. It's easy to talk to them. It's really easy to share um, if something is going on wrong in your project, in your team, and with your goals and your career. And it's much easier to talk, to have those conversations. Uh, whereas with men, it's, it's a little bit more pragmatic, if I may. <laughs> it's a little bit more objective-based rather than culture and environment-based when I have those conversations. And it's cool because you want to have both conversations. It's going to be very hard to work in a team where uh, it's only driven by numbers, by operations, by efficiency, and not to ever talk about maybe mental health or understanding or have an environment where you can feel included and inclusive and collaborate in an effective way where your voice is being heard. So it's it's going to be hard to work in either more pragmatic environment or more talking environment, right? When you only have talks and no action. So I think the balance is super important here. I do feel like having both sides represented equally do help to build sustainable environments and project envi like working environments um, for your team. Um, so it's totally, totally worth investing in it, even if it sounds like there is not enough women, maybe in the beginning, it's hard to find people. I think it's worth giving women more chances to enter, giving them opportunities, even if, let's say, there is one male who might have better characters and portfolio or whatever. I think you need to think long term and try to give them more opportunities um, if you see the strive there. I love your points. Uh, my intake is that from observing uh, the teams I've worked in, the companies I've worked in, indeed, um, I hope I'm not offending anyone, but I feel that women can bring a certain set of qualities that are more commonly uh, seen in women than in men. So this sort of warmth, patience, diplomacy, uh, better communication qualities, in innate communication qualities, because men can also be absolutely great communicators i'm not saying that uh, it's just women who can communicate and bring uh, build bridges but um probably to women some things come more naturally than for men as well as for men other things come naturally uh, and women have to work to develop and yeah set boundaries okay Sorry. so uh before we move on to uh preparing to wrap up and sharing our top three findings uh, top three ideas from this conversation uh each of us i just want to make this a secondary subject with this which is part of the conversation we're having and which is uh balancing maternity 
as a woman in the business industry with building a career. So this is something that I can now talk personally about because uh, as probably our listeners know by now, I'm on maternity leave. I have a four month baby. I'm uh, still working when I have the time on personal projects. And why I'm doing that is because there's this immense pressure that you maintain your career, that you remain connected, that you keep on building, keep on growing. I mean, on one hand, society gives you the break of raising your children, which is also very, uh, very unfair based on where you are uh, based geographically. So in Romania, for instance, we have up to two years maternity leave, which is amazing. It's fantastic. And it's probably unheard of in many other states. In the US, I think you're uh, given three weeks or four weeks, something around those lines, probably maybe three months now. I don't know. But there, there are also companies who I know uh, just give three weeks. So I'm in a very privileged position. But at the same time, society gives me this but expects of me that I am professionally successful even as a mother. So we, de- we, we strive for equality for such a long time and we want to be as powerful as uh, men are and represented as much, but we're also asked to make this uh, personal sacrifices or to balance some things that are uh, also, I don't know, raising a child feels like another job for me or maybe even two jobs. So it's really difficult to balance everything and uh, still... I'm, I'm given this break, but I feel like I'm professionally penalized for it. So I felt this immense pressure to not disconnect completely and uh, to think I'm, I'm, I'm raising the baby, but at the same time, I'm thinking, what am I doing with my career? What are my, what are my next steps? What should I do next? I don't want to uh, be left behind. I don't want to miss on opportunities. And so I think that uh, there's still a lot of work to do in giving equal chances, given that women are also expected to uh, make sure that the world is uh, not uh, going extinct. And so, um, yeah, this is a very hard, uh, this was a very hard uh, experience so far. And it caused me a lot of anxiety. And so I just want to say to all the mothers out there that I know it's hard to be a woman and professionally successful while also being good at motherhood. And it's always a compromise and a sacrifice. And so, yeah, uh, just yeah. that everyone, uh, every woman that's listening is uh, heard out even on this uh, uh, side of, of the of the problem. Yeah. Now, before we share our three points, um, Yeah, probably I'm going to leave this for the closing thoughts, but uh, it's a very hard subject to navigate. So I just want to say that it's very sensitive. I feel feel like I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So uh, it's it's really hard to discuss this, but I'm really glad we did. So what are your top three ideas or your top three uh, insights from this conversation? I guess I'll start with the point you just discussed uh, as being how, how do we manage, how do we make it easier for women to become a mother and to not, I guess, mess up this experience because I know that raising children is super important. We're, we're shaping next humans and those humans needs to be safe, protected, also well-developed and, and, and it's just super important to invest in these new human beings. So I think it's it totally could qualify as a full-time job first of all but also you don't want to jump out of your career track you want to progress you want to be in 
in touch and pulse with what's going on in the industry so it's the stress is on i can feel you and i i, I have no clue how it feels i feel i'll be totally stressed out as well and uh, I think I even get stressed when I think about it for my future. <laughs> so it's um, it's tough. And I, I, I'm sorry that it's tough for you right now. And I do hope that maybe in the future and maybe let, let's frame it as the first takeaway. But I do hope that um, our ecosystem, our um, countries where we live at could invest more into making uh, the rights for helping bringing up children more equal for example the paternity leave is something that is becoming more and more um not to say popular but normal in different countries especially in europe i don't know how it is in us or other sides of the world but in in europe i can see that for example in my company right now many guys are taking paternity leave for two three months and i feel that it's fantastic i feel like oh my god finally this is happening i think it's super important um and so yeah, I'll just I'll just leave it there. I think it's it's something I, I'm not I'm not responsible or I'm, I don't have a lot of thoughts on how to make it better. But I do think that the pressure is on and there has to be more action done on this part, um, because I think that bringing up children and the next generation is our common responsibility. I mean, yes, moms are feeding uh, the children and have the stronger connection, but the responsibilities needs to be shared. Um, and especially it is stressful for those women who might not have, let's say, parents next to them who might not be earning enough to maybe hire somebody to help them out. So it, especially if you're, you know, solo mom, it, it's just crazy. I cannot imagine how harsh that could be, especially if you want to be relevant in your career. Um, so applauses to all the moms out there who try to balance this and uh, I do hope that there will be more conversation and more action done on this topic in the future I see that we are moving in the direction I just hope that it will be more speed up I guess <laughs> we'll see um, as for the other points and discussing our you know thinking back on our whole conversation here I do think that it's um it's important and again it's very hard to make bullet points here just because we are <laughs> we're just you know uh we're experiencing it but we're not making change and it's a bit hard for us to make change we just can't think about what could be done better so it's not we that we give some recommendation what should be done better but we can only think on what we would want to have in a different way and i think i would definitely love to see the ecosystem nurturing and and encouraging and supporting any female who tries to enter the IT space. I don't know how to do this, but I know that we do need to give women more chances, more um, against safe spaces to enter the profession, to do all the stupid mistakes, to ask all the stupid questions, to do trial and errors, to figure it out and to finally build this confidence. So especially if, let's say, imagine the junior designer, junior developer entering the team, there is 15 male and everybody seems smart and, and almighty and you are here afraid that you'll ask a stupid question. So if, you, if you, we nurtured these environments, there is a big chance that women will drop out early on because they will not feel comfortable. They will feel more anxious. The imposter syndrome will be only bigger and bigger. And it's much, much harder to help out those women to build this confidence and be actually equal and you know go on with process proceeding in their career. Um, so 
I think given the chance to make mistakes and have people, uh, again, having the safe space where people feel free to ask stupid questions is super, super important um, because without it, it's too easy to start building based on assumptions, which usually would lead only to bigger costs and mistakes. So yeah, nurturing error and trials um, spaces would be important in my opinion. And my third point from the conversation today would be um, it's not that the recommendation or tip or something, I just want to highlight this here that from the conversation we had, it seems like we share this perspective that it's important that we need to all together as the community, as a tech community, need to strive to bring women equally to the table um, because the women can add to the table a great side, a great perspective, you know, new angle, different um, nurture, better conversation, collaboration, have Again, it's, it's all about having the balanced environments and, um, and teams. Without having an equal representation of both women and male, um, based on that abstract studies I couldn't find so far, <laughs> um, we are missing out on building a more effective teams and, and products and companies. We need to acknowledge the fact that women do add a lot to the table. <laughs> and I will again try to do my best to find that article to explain exactly what I mean. I'm sorry for my rumbling around. <laughs> what are your top three points? Okay, so for my three top three points uh, and proving my earlier point, I just want to say that you might hear a baby in the background, <laughs> which perfectly illustrates the hardship of uh, balancing everything with no support. I love your point about uh, the um uh, too little support that women are getting in raising children i think that it's the um enormous discussion about the lack of a an ancestral village that you know it takes a village to raise a child but now we don't have that village we live really individually and in isolation from our families probably many of us live abroad our families are in our home country so it's it's really an extremely uh hard challenge to tackle but i'm gonna let uh, i'm gonna invite people to read harari or other subject matter experts to understand the damage that um not having a village anymore uh, is doing to societies and to new generations so this could be my first point uh my second point is that uh i wanna i, I you touched on it i think it, this is an overlap but i just want to say that women need to be encouraged more to break into tech careers. I think that this can be done by showing more role models, female, uh, by putting a spotlight on um, female founders, uh, developers, designers, and so on. And I think that probably there are some really bad things to the Instagram world of content creation, but there are also great things. And one of the great, uh, one of the good things that I see is that you see all these women that are balancing, for example, Miriam, uh, probably our listeners know her, uh, she has four children and she's a super uh, prolific content creator and has a great career in design. So she's a role model for all of us. I cannot even rub my hand around it. Like I, every time I hear it, I'm like, no, this is impossible. How is she doing it? Miriam, you're a hero. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's absolutely a hero and a role model to all of us. So this uh, brings me to my second point. 
which is that in particular in the design industry, things uh, seem to be going in a positive direction, seem to be better than in other tech careers. I think that uh, there are a lot of uh, women breaking. So even the questions that I get in my inbox from people that are uh, aspiring towards a design career, I think most of them are from uh, women, which is great. And I'm really happy to uh, give them the, the positive encouragement that they need to, to start doing the steps necessary to break into the design industry. Quick disclaimer here. I think that they are reaching you out and you can see more women because you are a woman, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly sure if the women also reach out to men asking those questions just um, my assumption here <laughs> yeah. probably yeah probably probably that's uh exactly um uh, it, it's in perfect alignment with the point i made earlier about seeing more females uh uh, making them more visible if you want in the virtual space uh, in different social media challenges and so on I think that this makes a career seem more relatable more accessible and indeed it's easier to reach out to a woman when you're very shy in the beginning of uh, uh, your design career but yeah my my point is that uh, probably there are bigger problems in development as to female representation than there are in design. And I think that design is heading uh, towards a positive direction. And my last point is uh, to wrap up this conversation and it's a broader all-encompassing point. Um, I just want to say that a healthy future means that we don't need to have this conversation. So in an ideal future, women are represented enough, they're given equal chances, so this issue will not exist and we will, won't need to have podcast episodes as to are women given enough chances. So yeah, my final thought, my final hope and idea that maybe takeaway for anybody listening is that I'm hoping for a future in which this conversation won't exist. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's see if our podcast survives three years and we come back to this topic. I wonder if our perspective will be different. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can. I only can be hopeful for that as well. <laughs> okay, so with these uh, points being touched on, I think we had a great conversation. Um, I hope people understood that we don't want to be insensitive to anyone's experience. We are. We understand that this is a a really painful problem in many societies in many companies in many areas of the world so yeah just just want to make sure that uh, everyone understands that we care about this problem and we we are empathetic towards uh anyone who's experiencing discrimination or sexual harassment or yeah i do hope that it industry or tech industry and it becomes more uh, transparent more talked about online with their especially this year as it's all online right and as it's it's this one big transparent bubble i hope at some point it will be more important to, no matter where you are um what's your demographic look like so yeah Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I'm really glad we had this conversation. I was quite reluctant and scared to have it because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings by my own ignorance. But it, I hope that we didn't do that and this was valuable and helpful and that uh, women can relate to our experiences and the hardships that we have, which are probably not the worst experiences uh, out there. And so thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Looking forward to our next conversation on PISA. And Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you so much. And don't forget to find us on Instagram under Honest UX Talks, where you can ask any questions you like, and we will try to tackle it on the next episode. Thank you, everyone, and have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.